McMurray. Illinois Senator Dick Durbin is the second ranking senator in the Senate, and we always appreciate him taking time to come on the show, and the senator joins us now. Senator, you had COVID since the last time we spoke. How are you feeling? We used to call it the flu. It was COVID, though, and uh, I had no lingering problems. I'm fully vaccinated and recommend to everybody listening do the same. Um, All right, let's get into it. Title 42 lifted the migrant situation, migrants being shipped all over the United States. Senator, we've had this conversation before. First of all, these are human beings and need to be treated with respect. Absolutely. And I will tell you that I've met some of them coming off the buses uh, in Chicago, uh, and it'll break your heart to hear what they have gone through, uh, how desperate they must be to pick up their children and to try to make this trek uh, to the border of the United States on the off chance that they will be allowed to at least get into our legal system and to make their plea for asylum. The bottom line, Pete, and let's let's put it on the line, is we need an orderly process at the border. We're closer to that day than um, most people thought we would be a, a few weeks ago. Uh, and secondly, the bottom line is we cannot accept everyone who wants to come to America. From all over the world, they're coming in, from uh, Russia to avoid uh, Vladimir Putin's conscription, uh, from Ukraine to escape his attacks, from Central America. There's just a refugee march around the world, and we're the number one uh, site that most of them want to arrive at. Senator, you brought up children. In some cases, children are being separated from their parents or guardians. Why is this still happening? It's just and it's hard to explain and impossible to defend. When children are separated from their parents in these circumstances, we run, run the very real risk that they'll never again be reunited. We don't have a fail-proof system, uh, and sadly we saw under previous administrations these kids were separated and hundreds of them never found their parents again, never found their families again. Uh, they're put into foster situations, adoption situations. It's terrible in the United States in this day and age that that would happen. There's a process. Uh, unfortunately, there was legislation that passed the House last week that basically said we can separate them for up to 30 days and hold them at the border. I cannot imagine the devastating impact that would have on these children. We've got to find a humane response. Well, the footage that I've seen, it's still a mess down there. We were at about ten to 14,000 a day. Now I think it's averaging about 7,000 migrants a day coming into the United States. Senator, that's 49,000 a week, just under 200,000 a month. What do we do here? Well, in, under ordinary circumstances, before the last president, Donald Trump, uh, we were allowing uh, up to a million to come in each uh, year into the United States, uh, and he cut that down to, uh, to just a fraction of that amount. We wonder why everywhere I turn in the state of Illinois, people are saying, I'm desperate for employees. I can't open the back half of my restaurant because I can't get workers. Uh, you name it. Just pick anything, whether it's health care, hospitality, nursing homes, and the like. There are not enough uh, individuals willing to take the tough jobs uh, that immigrants are willing to take. That's been the story of America from the beginning. It's the story today. We need an orderly process so that jobs Americans are not filling are filled so that these businesses can get into business. Uh, I had a CEO of a major uh, Fortune 500 company come and see me with thousands of employees in Illinois, and he told me the biggest obstacle to expanding their business is the fact that they just don't have enough people they can hire. This is a reality. 
farmers are saying the same thing. Right. When you go down the state, Pete, they say, you know, we need helpers and we need workers at our farms, at our orchards, dairy farms, and we don't have access to them. Uh, and that's just plain wrong. This notion that all immigrants are our enemies is just simple, simplistic and wrong thinking. Right. We're talking with Illinois Senator Dick Durbin. Diane Feinstein returned to the Senate last week. She was gone for three months because of that shingles infection. But, Senator, she's done amazing work in California. Don't get me wrong. And for the United States, she's 89 and very poor health. Is it time for her to step down and call it a career? Well, it, it's up to her and her family to make that decision. I will tell you that we're happy to have her back, uh, but she's limited in what she can do. She's still recovering from uh, the end of the shingles infection. My my mother went through this uh, at an age similar to hers, and it's a devastating illness if you incidentally get vaccinated if you haven't already. Uh, but folks at that age who have shingles really go through a very tough time of it, and there's still some indication that she's recovering. So it's limited what she can do, and uh, we're doing our best to be mindful and respectful of her. Just the optics alone when she's wheeled into the Senate floor in a wheelchair, she just looks in such poor health when we see her on television. Well, she she does have medical problems. I'm not going to take them lightly. I shouldn't. They're very serious. I'm glad she is back. I've been through this before. A hundred year old Strom Thurmond, uh, Robert Byrd, I mean, the list is pretty long of those uh, who stayed in the Senate at a point when they were struggling uh, medically. Uh, I'm doing my best to be respectful of her. She's a friend and a colleague, and she's done remarkable things for this country. I'm sorry that this is the last, uh, one of the last chapters of her public life. And it's just not in the Senate and in Congress. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, trailblazer. But we all know she stayed too long. Well, that must be a tough decision for individuals to make. Uh, but I can tell you that uh, uh, when you're compromised in your health uh, and cannot perform uh, for your state uh, and in the way you want to, uh, it's time to step aside. I got to ask you about Clarence Thomas. Private jets, exclusive trips, tuition being paid, his mother's house being paid off. You called an investigation into Justice Thomas regarding the gifts he received. What is going on with Justice Thomas? Pete, if what you just recounted for the one of the justices on the Supreme Court applied to me, a member of Congress, people would say, what are you thinking? Dirk? Right. Hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gifts that you failed to report for 20 years. 20 years? I mean, my goodness. You know, when we had a hearing on this and a number of the senators came in and said, well, we see nothing wrong here. I'm thinking, then go home once in a while and talk to real people. And they're going to tell you, if you're on the Supreme Court, you, you shouldn't have that kind of lavish treatment. And the bottom line is this. Chief Justice John Roberts of the Supreme Court of the United States can fix this problem. And he can decide that finally the Supreme Court justices, and himself included, are going to be bound by the same rules and code of ethics as every other federal judge. They think they're some special category of human being. They're wrong. America is sick of it, and I am too. 
everything's on the table. If we don't get the information I'm seeking from the fellow who is lavishing all these gifts on that uh, justice, uh, we're going to consider subpoenas as the next move. That, that, to me, this information needs to be cataloged and publicized so that people understand what's going on. Senator, is it time to look at the Supreme Court because they have different rules than everybody else? And in my opinion, no one should have a position, should hold a position for life. Is it time to look at the Supreme Court? Well, there are many, at least several of my colleagues are suggesting that, and I, I don't want to take that as an early stage, but I'm not going to rule it out. The number nine of Supreme Court justices is not in the Constitution. It's a federal law. The law can be changed, but I know the reality. It takes 60 votes in the Senate for that to happen, and the concurrence of the House of Representatives as well. You know politics as well as I do. That's not likely to happen. Illinois Senator Dick Durbin, a few more minutes with him. I just throw problems at you and that's your job basically right i want to ask you i want to ask you about the debt ceiling treasury uh secretary janice yellen says hey the u.s could hit the debt ceiling by june 1st what's the play here and why do we always wait until the very last minute so what if i said to you i got a great political idea now unfortunately i have to risk the savings accounts and 401ks and the the status of the american economy to achieve my idea but hang with me i'm going to get real close to it and you may get nervous but this is a great political idea wrong we now have a situation where the republican leader in the senate both democratic leaders in the house and the senate have said for goodness sakes take the debt ceiling and defaulting on america's debt for the first time in history off the table mr mccarthy speaker of the house he's the only one who still thinks that we ought to be playing this card I'm not going to play uh, with the savings and jobs of Americans and, and the status of the economy for American families. I think that's a selfish political tactic. Well, explain to people June 2nd. If we don't do anything, this expires June 1st. So June 2nd, what happens to the United States? Well, our reputation in the world is damaged forever. Forever. For the first time in the history of the United States, we will have defaulted on paying our debts. I mean, that is just inconceivable. And the currency of the United States, our dollar, is the most respected in the world. It doesn't happen because we declare it. It happens because of the way that we've been dealing with our finances throughout our history. And for Speaker McCarthy to to risk that at this point is not just a matter of reputation. I'm serious about it. If you have a 401k or a savings plan for your future that you're carefully guarding, you're going to get hit really, really hard if he follows through and we default. Right. We got about a minute left. I want to ask you about the war in Ukraine. China is trying to broker a deal between Russia and Ukraine. I don't trust China, but I'm not involved. You're in it. What's going on here? Do you trust China? No, I don't. And I don't think they've been good faith participants in commenting on what Putin has done. This is a bloody invasion of an innocent country with no provocation, with thousands of people being killed. And look at the devastation that's taking place. I want it to end tomorrow and end with the evacuation of all the Russian troops from from the uh, uh, situation in Crimea as well as Ukraine. I don't know if China can achieve it. If they can, more power to them. But uh, we have to do it the right way. Senator, the U.N. said earlier this week 8,800 civilians have been killed in Russian invasion so far. That, to me, seems very, very low. 
Well, at least 8,800. I, I really think they lowballed that number. When we talk about 100,000 people being killed, I mean, that's more than twice of the number we lost in the Vietnam War, just to put it in perspective. Right, so right. They, to have those numbers uh, facing us, it, it is a serious, deadly situation. And I, I stand behind Ukraine 100%. I think they've got to repel this man, or God knows where his next target will be. Do you just have a list of problems when you wake up in the morning and go to work? They just they just put a list on your desk. Here you go, Senator. Just this fix is what it. I do for, Pete, this is what I do for a living, and I'm honored to have this opportunity at this moment in history. Do you take time off this summer? Any vacations planned? Well, of course. And I, on the weekends, my wife and I spend time with our grandkids, which really serve to charge the batteries. Senator, always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pete. More of The Pete McMurray Show next. Next. 